the world of Islam, culture, religion, and politics. to the podcast. Thank you for joining me again. I'm Amin Tais. Today we continue discussing a musical genre known as Rai, Musiqa Rai, or Ugniyat Rai. We finished last episode with a discussion of the impact of French colonialism on the development of Rai. Today we start with a discussion of the impact of the transition from the French colonial period to the new era of Algerian independence. With the rise of the independent Algerian nation-state, the government sought to clean up society from what it perceived as morally questionable. This led to the censorship of musical genres like the pop rye coming from Wahran in the 1970s. As a result, rye is not played on radio and is not played on television, both media being controlled by the Algerian government. And rye in this context is seen as the music of thugs, It is the music of uneducated lower classes, and Rai uh, is pushed to the margins. Rai, however, does not disappear. It thrives underground in various settings. In Kabari, cabarets, uh, the nightclubs, um, and uh, this is for the most able financially, and uh, usually older men who can afford to uh, spend time uh, in these establishments. Rai also thrives uh, underground in private fiestas called uh, uh, usually al-basta, in the back rooms of coffee shops or in the forest away from the eyes uh, of uh, the authorities or on the beach. And these bastas, if you want, are usually for the less fortunate, usually young men who cannot afford 
to go to the cabarets. And Rye also thrived in uh, celebrations uh, with the Maddahat. And as I discussed before, this was geared towards women in particular. I would like to spend some time uh, discussing uh, a particular performer who is uh, central to the story of Rai. Her name is Sheikha Rimiti. In a way, one could call her the mother of Rai. Some had called her the queen of Rai. Sheikha Rimiti, who was born in 1923 and who passed away in 2006, was by far the most popular Sheikha of traditional Rai in Algeria. She was a gifted singer who composed her own songs, and this despite being illiterate all her life, orphaned at a very young age. Uh, she suffered a lot in her childhood, and at age 15, she entered the uh, world of singing and dancing in a society that did not see uh, these activities as being wholesome for uh, women. Sheikha Rimiti's songs described uh, a variety of topics in a very simple language. She sang about poverty, about loneliness, about simply being a woman, uh, about forbidden uh, pleasures, uh, including alcohol and this is where uh, she gets her name. Her name, Rimiti, uh, comes from the French Remetessa, which is the equivalent of the English uh, serve one more round in a bar. But uh, she also performed popular religious songs. Let's uh, take a listen to Sheikha Rimiti in a traditional setting. remained extremely popular throughout her life even after the rise of pop rye as the new uh, dominant genre in the area. In fact, in the last part of her life, she also performed songs 
from the pop rock uh, genre. Let's listen to Sheikha Remiti with Ana Wahbibi Allaqat Nawar. In the 1970s, a number of Rai performers introduced new Western musical instruments in their work. Synthesizers, drum machines, electric guitars, bass guitars, and trumpets enter the world of Rai. These new instruments are used alongside traditional drums, uh, the darbuka, and alongside violins, accordions, and even the, sometimes the qarqabuz, which is a Gnawa metal instrument. The Rai performers that are credited with this transition include the names of Butil Jabal Qasim, Mas'ud Balimu, and Butayb Asghir. Early 1980s, the Rai scene witnesses the successful start of the careers of a number of young singers who use the 
hip language, if you'd like, of the Wahranis. And they came to be called Sheb for masculine, Sheb for feminine, which means young, in contrast to Sheikh, uh, which has the connotation of old. The first great success of this generation was possibly a song uh, titled Mahlali uh, Noom, I Lost Sleep, uh, by Shabba Fadila. Let's take a listen to that. particular who will catch the biggest attention and his name was Sheb Khalid from the neighborhood of Lekmin and he will uh, quickly become the voice of the new generation of Raimen. I'm 
An important characteristic of this new era is the rise of the cassette business. The cassette business allowed the shabs and the shabbas to gather large audiences despite being banned from radio and television. And so this was very crucial for the spread of Rai outside Wahran. With this new era of pop Rai, we can witness uh, some changes, but we also have a lot of continuities from the previous forms of Rai music. For example, the Barrah, who is uh, an announcer in a way, Barrah literally means a screamer, and he is someone who, in particular performances of Rai would take requests uh, from the audience members and take money with those requests and the singer would usually accept those gifts of money and uh, perform the particular songs that are requested. The Barrah's role continues within uh, the cabarets, uh, nightclubs, but within the new setting of cassette recordings, the Barrah will not uh, be part of the picture anymore. But the dedications to particular people continue in the cassettes. So you often hear at the beginning of a song, the Shab or the Shabba presenting the name of the editor, the producer, if you'd like, of the cassette and also at the same time dedicating the song to particular people around. Uh, people who could be musicians, could be uh, friends, uh, or could be people, members of the community. The other uh, interesting thing is that orality remains key. And among the things that we, we see is the continuation of improvisation and the importance of live interaction with the audience, specifically in concerts. But later, we also will see that there is a rise of a problem of copyrights, something that was not part of the uh, musical scene of Rai, because in Rai music, songs often are part of an oral tradition that everybody shares and it is uh, really about a competition among the shabs of who can have the most impact or who can sing these songs better uh, and who can add their own touch through improvisation, through a, a musical creativity Yeah, 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 yeah
episode continued to be within the framework of the Wahrani style, which is more poetic. Uh, these are qasidas, if you want. These are uh, more elaborate poetry uh, form. They have longer verses, and they're less explicit, very symbolic. But there's also the Rai of the sheikhs and the sheikhats that continues uh, to be influential, much more rhythm-based, with short verses, disorganized topics within the same song, and it's usually very much connected to the audience, trying to move the listener emotionally, and uh, it is much more improvised than the Qasidas of the Wahrani. Another characteristic of uh, the pop rye is the mixing of the Arabic slang with French words and sometimes Spanish words, we also have these uh, key phrases that are part of the repertoire of Rai and that are repeated in many songs. 
Some of them come from a long tradition of the sheikhs and the sheikhats. Others come from the creative elements in, in modern Rai through the, the improvisation uh, of a particular singer. These repeated phrases include which in a nutshell just means that uh, I, I have no luck in life and similar phrases that are repeated in uh, Rai songs. Another element that is in a way a continuation from earlier forms of Rai music uh, include uh, the istikhbar or the muwel. Uh, this is an introduction, if you'd like, to a song uh, in which the singer shows his or her vocal abilities. It's basically a way of featuring the vocal qualities of the singer.
develop a little bit more about the themes of Rai music. These are themes that differ from uh, one period to another and from one singer to another, but in general we have some common themes including uh, impossible or difficult love relationships due to class status of, or a lack of financial means. A variety of social tab- taboos, including secret sexual encounters, uh, drinking alcohol to cope with problems. to Europe, hoping for a better economic future, but also on the other side you have a lot of songs that are a kind of nostalgia for the homeland. And then of course you have popular religious and mystical poetry uh, of the kind of the Maddahat.
singers that we will encounter a little later that provide a sort of social commentary. themes that are repeated in rhyme music but it's important here to remember that these themes are couched in a very simple language in a street lingo in in a way that is accessible to people and in a way that is not present in other musical genres and even in in a way that is usually not used uh, quote-unquote respectable social settings Another important uh, transition for Rai music or a series of events that will shape the future of Rai music is the civil war of the 1990s. In 1991, the Islamist 
un groupe FIS, euh, le Front Islamique du Salut, euh, Islamic Front of Salvation, wins the first round of the parliamentary election. Fearing that the FIS uh, will end up winning the majority and establish an Islamist state, the Algerian president of the time, Shadli bin Jadid, under pressure from uh, the powerful Algerian army, resigns. This allows the government uh, of the time to cancel the elections, and it also signals the start of a bloody uh, civil war that lasted from uh, 1991 uh, to about 2002, a, a civil war between Islamist militants and the military uh, with unfortunately the Algerian population caught in the in the middle statistics highlight that perhaps as many as 200,000 people died this is important for the story of Rai music because Rai music and the Islamist vision will clash how so? Rai and Islamism have the same uh, target audience, if you'd like, and these are young Algerians, and which are um, the majority uh, of the population. Islamists argue that Rai music leads the youth uh, astray from the path of God, and thus should be completely banned. Rai supporters, on the other hand, view Islamists as agents of intolerance, censorship, and cultural backwardness. During the civil war, many Rai singers received death threats and emigrate to Europe, and the very popular Shab Hasni uh, is assassinated.
Interestingly, the government all of a sudden likes Rai music because now Rai music uh, became a tool to limit the impact of Islamism within Algerian society. And so the government gradually allows Rai to become mainstream. The music is now on the radio and on TV and is celebrated as an important part of the Algerian cultural heritage. Now this had implications for Rai music and its content. Rai singers would find uh, new avenues to reach larger audiences, but on the other hand, the content of Rai music, as it became more and more mainstream, had to adapt. And so Rai music becomes uh, less edgy, less, less raunchy, and is slowly molding into a format that is acceptable to the more conservative uh, social mores of the general populace. In the next episode, we will keep discussing Arai music and we will introduce the career of the foremost performer of uh, Pop Rai, Shab Khaled. Until then, I leave you with an excerpt uh, from Butayba Sahir. Assalamu alaikum.